1: Welcome to Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club Podcast. I'm Bethany. And I'm Ashley. And this is episode fifteen. Ooh. I feel like that's a milestone even though it's not a
0: whole number. It it could be. It could be. It could be. <laughs> it's three out of times five. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's some stuff about fifteen. It feels like we've been going for so long, but it's only been since May was our first episode it's probably because 2019 has been a year oh yeah <laughs> it's been a year for everyone that I've ever talked to it has been like one of the worst years for some people oh it
1: hasn't been a bad year it's just been a long one it
0: has been a long year
1: so how are you
0: sick yes yes <laughs> you I are. am sick I am trying to get better before our trip to Destin Where is Destin? In Florida. It's about four hours from where we're at.
1: That sounds lovely. Florida is lovely.
0: It'll be my first time going to Florida. I get to see my mom and my Are you going to go
1: to Orlando? No, we're not that close.
0: (gasps) You'll drive past it to get there. I don't think so. I think it's on the Panhandle. I don't know. I'm driving and I have no idea where we're going. Oh, it's it's like
1: like two hours north of my parents' house. Whoops, I just gave away the location of my father.
0: (gasps) Um... (laughs) Anyways, um, well, I'm sorry that you're sick. It it happens. I work with kids all day. Adult kids. Adult kids. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to
1: sound like like you're working with toddlers. (laughs) I do not.
0: I mean, they sometimes act like toddlers, but (laughs) I definitely work with a lot of people, and I see a lot of people every day. Yes, It's not the cleanest environment, but...
1: Have you been into my husband's classroom and his office? There, he has hand sanitizer everywhere.
0: I have, <laughs> and it's funny. I like the way their classrooms are set up more than I like ours. He has hand sanitizer everywhere, and then he also has Lysol
1: wipes. <laughs> and anytime anyone is even remotely sick, he hands one to every airman and
0: is like, "Wipe everything." That's funny. That's that's perfect. I need to do that in my life. But how are you doing? Good. I had to
1: sign up for more classes than I expected. I was originally going to take this semester slow. Yep. I was going to just do four classes, work my 30-hour-a-week job, chill. But two of the classes that I need to graduate, like, are only offered in the summer or in the fall. So I have to take them or I can't graduate on time. So six classes plus 30 hours a week at work. And next week we're moving. So it's going to be busy. Yeah. (laughs) It is
0: going to be busy. Yeah. Super busy. Super bu-
1: I'm excited to move, though, because yeah. the house we're currently in is just it's too small for us. Mostly because my husband has a lot of large furniture that he's unwilling to part with. <laughs> but we'll have more space for it in the next house. So yes. we're going to look at the house on Monday, and hopefully they give it to us. I don't see why they wouldn't, because we're super awesome.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> We will have to see. I hope you get the house. You do need a little bit more room. The boys need some room for spreading out.
1: They do. They need, I need a door is what I need for when my dogs get bark crazy and my husband gets like game crazy and I'm Mm -hmm. trying to do homework. (laughs) Yeah. I need a door. (laughs) So this week our fan art Friday was from at christy.carter.art on Instagram Did you look at it?
0: I looked at it, and it is, I really like it. I think she did a fabulous job on this art piece.
1: I think it's very unique and very detailed.
0: It it kind of
1: reminds me of the artwork used to create the show Archer, because it's just so realistic.
0: It's it's realistic, and it's very stylized. Yes,
1: yes. And my husband loves it. Uh, The other one that I really liked, he didn't picture Kai that way. He pictured him as more masculine, and he really liked this particular artwork because he felt like it had more masculine features, especially the the sunken cheekbones and the stronger jawline. So he really liked this one.
0: I personally like that he's in a gray sweater. Brings us back to the first time that we met him. That's true. (laughs) It's hard
1: to tell when you first glance at it because you're so – fixed on the prominent features of his face but yeah. he is wearing a gray sweater he's wearing a
0: gray sweater and his hair is unkempt his hair is unkempt very nice that's, that's what i see in it and i think it was a
1: really good rendition of it and and like i told you a few minutes ago he looks very serious he's he almost does. brooding
0: he is almost brooding which yes isn't what we what we pictured him
1: <laughs> no no but he has a lot going on in these chapters he he, he has He has warranted his brooding. So you can take a look at that on our
0: Instagram page, our Facebook page, and our website. Speaking of fan art, don't forget that our logo art contest submissions are due by October 15th, which is going to come around really fast. And we only have two right now. So please, please, please send in your art stuff and your logos and your pictures.
1: Yes, I'm really excited. (laughs) The two that we've gotten so far are quite lovely, so I'm really excited to see more.
0: Definitely. Um,
1: And then I have a question. (laughs) What's up? We have a question from host Bethany. So last week, when I was editing the episode, at the end of Chapter 17, Marissa Meyer made it a point to describe the blanket used to cover Chang Sasha's face when she passed and how it was dirty and tattered and old. And I realized we didn't talk about how that conflicted with the beginning of chapter 16 when Emperor Raiken passed away and the white, pure, white, clean sheet was used to cover his face. I think
0: it's a status of wealth. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. Because in, I mean, with that quarantine, there's hundreds and hundreds of beds is how it's described to us. Probably not as many med droids to actually take care of everyone, to take care of washing things and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the Emperor probably has two or three dedicated medical droids to him, so he's able to have that comfort. I mean, he is the Emperor. You would expect it of that. But
1: I also think that, and I don't want it to sound like this is my opinion, but this it's the bigger picture thing. Mm-hmm. She's not as severely important as the Emperor. This loss only affects the people that she knows.
0: Yes. This
1: loss of the Emperor affects not just the entire kingdom, but it affects the entire world. And the solar system. And, <laughs> and, and its evolving solar system. So yes. I do think that, I think it's more than just a class separation. I think it's a diplomatic one.
0: Yeah, it can it paints our uh, the picture to us that he is very important. Absolutely, and that change Sasha was not a throwaway character, but not necessarily very important to no, us. No,
1: she was just an ordinary citizen. She wasn't the fallen leader of the correct. I
0: can only assume one of the largest empires in the world. Definitely one of the largest ones, from what we've been told so far.
1: So this week we're actually only going to do chapter eighteen, and I'd like to explain. Last week, I mentioned that we were going to try to do two chapters an episode, and last week we did, but there's so much going on that it looks like we're going to be doing just whichever chapters seem to make the most sense. So for this week, we're just going to do 18. For next week, we'll just do 19 because they're two really long chapters, and then sometimes we're going to combine chapters if one of them is small or if there aren't a lot of pivotal moments to discuss. So that's our plan for right now. And last week's episode was, I felt like super long when I was editing it. I was was like, I don't know if anybody's going to listen to this whole thing. It was,
0: it was long, but
1: we got through it. Yeah. (laughs) We persevered. Oh, and then the other thing I had someone send me a message asking, because during our live video, we talked about how much time I spent editing. And I said three to six hours an episode just depending on the length of the episode. And they had asked why it took so long. So I will explain real quick. One thing that takes long is we go on tangents. And I leave some of them in that are shorter and more fun. But Becca and I at one point went on like a 30-minute tangent about junk food. (laughs) And I wasn't sure if anyone was going to want to listen to that. So some of them I cut out or I shorten. The other thing that I do, and this is just because I, I, as someone who enjoys listening to podcasts and sometimes binges them when I'm traveling long term, it is very noticeable if people use certain words too often. Um, like, so, so. <laughs> so. Becca says, um, a lot. I say, like, a lot. Ashley says, so, a lot. Yep. So, I take the time to... Remove as many of those as possible. Sometimes it's not easy. It doesn't make a lot of sense or it sounds too choppy if you remove all of them. But just trust me, you would notice it if they were all in there. (laughs) You wouldn't want to listen to us anymore. (laughs) So that's what I spend a lot of my editing time on is those two things. Or cutting out barking noises if my dogs decide to start talking. (laughs) boys. And then we also hit a milestone on Instagram this week. We
0: did 300
1: followers. That's awesome. I love it. 300 followers. And we're going to do a live video sometimes next week. Ashley is going out of town soon. Yes. So after she gets back, we will do a live video. And I'll make sure that I post a lot on Instagram so you guys know when we're going to do it. And I'll do a question box so you guys can send us any questions you want us to answer on the live.
0: Spoiler free. Spoiler free. Spoilers.
1: (laughs) <laughs> so that's it for all of our housekeeping stuff let's get started on chapter 18
0: yes chapter 18 which is
1: a fun one so last week we said goodbye to the fallen emperor we did and we learned that lavanna the great predator will be
0: we? <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> she's she's the shark looming in jaws so she about is. To get them <laughs> Oh, my God. So we learned last week that
1: she was going to come to Earth without invitation or consent, and we left Cinder at the quarantines visiting Peony and holding hands with the dying racist baker, Sasha.
0: (laughs) Wow, you're in a mood today. (laughs) Yeah,
1: she's... I'm just trying to, that was our mood last week. It
0: was our mood, but you didn't say it so bluntly last week. Well, I'm summarizing so everyone remembers the state of mind that we're in. So we start off on chapter 18 with Cinder again, and she is trying to leave the quarantine zone. And the medroids are like, oh, hell no, you ain't leaving. Patients are strictly forbidden from leaving the quarantine area is what the medroid actually says to her. And, of course, Cinder's like, I'm good, bro. Sticks out her arm. Well, she
1: saw this coming in the last (laughs) chapter, but when she was walking into the quarantine, she's like, it's super easy to walk in. I wonder how easy it is is to walk out. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, of course it's easy to walk in. Leaving will be much more difficult.
0: It should be. But I like how she pulls out her arm and displays it but it says stuck with too many needles in the past two days so we get another time frame it's been a long two days it's been two days still but i do like they were getting
1: little clues to how long it's been because i think that there has been so much going on yeah it feels like so it feels like a week i feel i think it
0: feels more like a week rather than two than two two days and i mean we Since May. You said it earlier. Yeah. Since May you've been doing this, so it feels even longer because you're only reading one chapter at a time, which must be torture to you. I'm sorry. It (laughs) really is. I
1: keep wanting to go further, but I don't want it to to make me accidentally give spoilers away. Oh, that's another thing I have to edit out. Ashley has read some of these books, so she and I sometimes have make accidental spoilers. Accidental <laughs> we spoilers. We have
0: to go, I have to go back and edit them out. <laughs> yeah, Bethany looks at me and like shakes her finger at me and is like, you're saying spoilers. I'm like, no, I'm not. And then I realize, yeah, <laughs> total, total spoilers. It's hard not to. You have it to be is. really careful. I have to, well,
1: I make notes in my book, my little podcasting notebook all the time. This is a spoiler. Don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, I also notice spoilers because I look for the Easter eggs.
0: You do look for the Easter eggs. So. But, and you have such such a great memory.
1: I do have a very good memory. It's helped me out a lot.
0: But I like that she gets stuck again with a needle. Not gonna lie. Poor girl. She's torn up. I want to talk about, do they not have medical records that are, like, kept? Well, you would think
1: they would since they have the ID chip. So, for example, Mm -hmm. in Taiwan... And correct me if I'm wrong about this. In Taiwan, they have little type flash flash drive type things. Okay. And citizens carry them with them. And you can access their records using... That's like having papers. Yes. Okay. So if you are, you know, in northern Taiwan and for some reason you're traveling to southern Taiwan and you get an injury, mm-hmm. when you go to the hospital, you don't have to fill out a paper with your medical history... You can hand them the flash drive. They'll pull up your medical history in much better detail than what you and, can ever give. And cohesive languaging than you can give, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. So, because for example, when I go to a hospital and they ask, you know, what medications are you on and do you have any pre existing conditions, I have to say, yes, I have chronic syndrome seizure disorder. No, it's not epilepsy. Yes, these are the medications I take. Because my seizure disorder is so rare, mm-hmm. it's not known to the common, even medical professional. Yeah. So I get a lot of people are like, oh, you have epilepsy. No. They're very different, Yeah. mostly because they affect different parts of the brain. But we won't get into all that. But, but you would think with having these ID chips in their arms that have a ridiculous amount of information on them, although... I suppose the med doesn't know she's immune to it. It just knows that she hasn't contracted it in the last two days. She could have. It yeah. came on to Peony really quickly.
0: It did. And I don't... I mean, I don't know. It's... You would think that there would be more technology in it, for what we've been told, but... But I mean, there's it not. Be, it could be that some of these records are secret. Maybe True. she's considered a top secret object... Person. She's not an object, but... Her glove, I just wanted to underline it. I almost want to go back and read all of the chapters up to this point and see how many times she actually mentions, mentions the glove. her glove, her glove specifically.
1: Not just wearing it, but, like, reaching for it, touching missing it, it when it's not there. Yeah. Touching it for comfort, which we talked about before in other chapters. She's very – this is her security blanket, like it you is. said. It this is, is her comfort.
0: Because she rolled it down her sleeve and, and over the hem.
1: Yes, and I think some of us all have mannerisms like mm-hmm. that. I personally hug myself a lot, oh. like I said, like this. Yeah. I also have a bad habit of playing with my I hair. Play with my hair like nobody's business. Yeah, I just run my fingers through my curls
0: all the time. My well, yeah, you got you got texture in your hair. I do. I have very coarse hair. Mine is because typically from four thirty to four thirty for almost twelve hours, my hair's up. During yeah. The day. So when I have it down, I'd sit there and touch it and mess with it while you can, while I can because <laughs> it's there and I I miss it. But it's just we all have mannerisms that mm-hmm. give
1: us slight comfort. Like right now, we're both petting. I'm petting Scamp and Ashley's petting Beowulf. Oh, you a good boy. There's their soft fur is comforting. And their bellies, their warm little bellies. Don't ruin bellies. They're they're such spoiled dogs. We are so. We, we start walking around, She's she leaves the quarantines, and she gets in the hovercraft and starts noticing, we get a really good description of the city as she's coming back into it.
0: I like that she's plastered to the window. Plastered to the window, and I really feel that, because I've been there. When we moved from Washington to St. Louis, I was plastered to the window a lot when I was a child. And then when we moved from... Why? Why? Why were you plastered to the... Was it really pretty? Were you... It was something new. I had lived most of my life on the West Coast, so moving to... How old were you? I was about 10-ish. Oh, okay. So I was really young, but we were... I was very excited (laughs) to move and to get to that next place and just see what was around. Yeah. Every time that we go up to St. Louis, anytime I fly into St. Louis, I'm plastered to the window waiting for the arch.
1: Oh, yeah. We don't really have – we don't have milestones that are visual when we're going home to Illinois, but you can tell because you can smell the soybeans. Yep. I can always – it's one of those things when we're driving. It's like, oh, we must be home. I can smell (laughs) ADM. Yep. But I do remember when we were driving to California, we drove through – Colorado and I remember both of us were just staring around, mouths open, just in awe of everything. Colorado is so beautiful. It's though. so beautiful, and we got we got the chance to drive through it during the day and at night. So uh, it's a long drive when you're crossing the entire state. It so. is a long
0: drive, but yes, so, I think everybody's been there. That's yeah, what we're trying to and that's nice what it's for.
1: nice, and I like that this is the way we get described. The city is yes. that she's noticing it as she's coming back into town, because this isn't an experience that she has had yet either.
0: Let's first talk about World War IV. Yes, I underlined it. So did
1: Becca. Becca sent me notes directly about it.
0: So I underlined it partially because we mentioned it in our live video. Yes. We did mention it in our live video, and I also underlined it because we're told that it is World War Four what the hell we're only we've only had two so far so i want to know what happened yeah there was
1: at some point there was a third world war and then there was a fourth Mm -hmm. we know that earlier on in the books we found out that new beijing was built on the rubble of the previous empire yes so we're given some indication that there was large conflict
0: and that's part of our our descriptors
1: i also think that there's an indication that it's that there's was a previously large conflict because this empire is so vast. And currently Asia is split up into several different countries. And it seems like in this society, in this world, most of Asia and parts of Northeastern Europe are all part of the Eastern Commonwealth. So there has to have been some kind of conflict where all of those lands were conquered.
0: Yes. Or split up between certain parties. Conquered. Yeah, they, if conquered, they're, if yeah. they're getting
1: split up between certain parties, it's because a war ended and they're taking yep. the bounty. So it's the same thing. But mm-hmm. Becca different. pointed it out for the same reason that, that you know, so there must have been two world wars since ours. So it's, first we get a reference to the Quillen, which yes. I looked up. And as soon as I saw the picture, I recognized it. But they're really, 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 really elaborate. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't looked it up, I'll share a picture on our Instagram when this episode comes out. And I encourage you to Google it and look through some of the the photographs and artwork and sculptures depicting them because they are quite beautiful.
0: I liked how it said nostalgic, state-of-the-art, and solar, capturing enough energy to sustain the entire palace. I put reusable and sustainable. Well, not just the palace, including the research wing. Oh, yes. Yeah. And the research wing ring.
1: I Let's just read. I'm just going to yeah, read. Go I'm going to fill your ears real quick. Her netlink fished for information, telling her that the palace had been built after World War Four, when the city was little more than rubble. It was designed in the fashion of the old world with hearty dosages of both nostalgic symbolism and state-of-the-art engineering. The pagoda-style roofs were made of gold-tinged tiles and surrounded by quill gargoyles. But the tiles were actually galvanized steel covered with tiny solar capsules that created enough energy to sustain the entire palace, including the research wing. And the gargoyles were equipped with motion sensors, ID scanners, 360-degree cameras, and radars that could det- that could detect approaching aircrafts and hovers within a sixty mile radius. All that was invisible, though. The technology hidden in the ornately carved beans and tiered pavilions. Holy! Shit, they don't want to be snuck up on.
0: Well, I mean, that's their center place of their government. That's that's obviously we have
1: similar. Well, okay, we not have, similar. We have we don't have it hiding in a gargoyle. But no. obviously we have similar security measures set Even in place to
0: hide the White House, the Pentagon, bases. Bases. Um, you're not allowed to have actual Google Maps. If you look at the Google Maps itself, it's not going to be the realistic Google Map for the base. You're not going to be able to go to the street view because mm-hmm. it's it's illegal to do that um what else is there and you have safe, cameras it's, it's safety precaution yeah i've actually worked with the uh, military police the security forces what they're called in the air force that protect the base and i've seen all of the cameras that they have on base there's a lot and there's it's a lot. revolving it's always revolving so we can make sure that the base is secure
1: my friend Amy and I were talking about this the other day that you're virtually always on camera if you're out of if you're out in the public because yes there's are. street
0: cameras there's oh God, cameras yes. at
1: Walmart Target you're on camera when you're purchasing something
0: yeah every every Everywhere that you go, everywhere
1: you go it has cameras and this started because she mentioned something about one of her children's teachers was out for the day and she said I'm gonna watch the video to make sure you guys were good for the substitute teacher. And I immediately thought, whoa, they can put cameras in classrooms. And then I thought, duh, they have cameras at McDonald's.
0: Yeah. So we don't have classroom we don't have classrooms that have cameras. However, I've had students that are like, Oh, are those cameras? And I'm like, No, there's no cameras in this. But we sign a waiver to be able to instruct. With cameras being present yes. in case that we need to. Well, also because,
1: for example, my husband was recorded
0: mm-hmm.
1: and his videos are used to teach.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happens a lot, which he's a great instructor. So, of course, they picked him. <laughs> Just he, <saying>. has,
1: <laughs> he has a very authoritative
0: voice. Uh-oh. He does.
1: Yeah. And it's it's very deep and, and timbre, So, it makes you think about it. Mm-hmm. But here's what I wanted to freak out about.
0: Yes. Your are Buddha. So here, let's go. (laughs) We're reading the book to you guys. No, no, no. We don't have to read the book. I just
1: have a lot of opinions on the fact that a Buddha is present in this society. Here's why. We have not been given any indication to any religions, and Buddha is controversial. I don't consider Buddhism a religion because there's no specific entity to worship or deity to worship. I personally love Buddhism, I find it very poetic, and I think it is a great lifestyle to live by, but it is what I would consider a theology or philosophy lifestyle, not necessarily a religion in the context of having, you know, a a scripture and a specific deity or deities to worship.
0: So I agree with you that Buddhism is that that more of a, a way of life rather than a religion, but at the same time, I mean, it's it currently is considered a religion and it's considered a religion by most standards.
1: It is. Um, the largest reason that I shy away from considering it more of a religion than a philosophy is because the Buddha himself made it very clear. He didn't want to be worshiped. He didn't want to be held to the standard of a deity and things like that. And so what really, really, interests me about this because we're not doing a theology lesson what really (laughs) what really interests me about the fact that a buddha symbol is present is because we are in asia and we are given the indication on several occasions that asia includes several middle eastern countries there has been unrest in the middle east for religious reasons
0: forever since the time of middle east being born
1: yes since the
0: time when it wasn't the
1: middle east it was called other things yes since before thousands of years before the birth of christ this mm-hmm. is it's it's endless the way that you can go through history and see that and so not only are we not given any indication as to how this peace arose or how perhaps not peace but cohabitation but the only indication that we're given of religion at all is this one representation of buddha and becca asked the question is religion extinct oh that's a great question like, yeah
0: becca, that's and a i I, I honestly
1: cannot remember so we'll have to keep an eye out for it but think I, for example we don't hear the words oh my god we hear oh stars." stars yeah
0: so yeah. and they don't say
1: things like looking to the heavens they say looking to the sky.
0: Yeah, Yeah. all that stuff. So I underlined it for a different reason. As a child, I grew up learning about Buddha as being a symbol for luck. (laughs) One of my parents' close friends used to put a Buddha statue outside of her house and would put money on there in order to bring prosperity into the household. Okay. So that's why I underlined it, and I thought it was ironic that my viewpoint of it was very different because Buddha's sitting there being security guard. Well, also, (laughs) I saw as I
1: have the reason I know a lot of things about Buddhism is because I, when I was younger, went through a crisis of faith, which led me to be. um, I'm not super religious now. I have my own personal beliefs. We're not going to get religious and political, but when I was younger, I had a crisis of faith because I think I was like 14, Mm -hmm. and I I got exposed to how many different religions there were out there. And I became very curious as to why there were so many different religions with so many different values and traditions and concepts and scriptures. And so I started researching Mm -hmm. all the different religions I could find. And a lot of religions get a bad rep that isn't necessary. For example, controversial here, Muslim gets a bad rep because there are those extremists but if you consider history, there were the Christian crusades which Crusaders, were extremists. Yeah. So There's extremists there's,
0: everywhere. There's the extremists world.
1: everywhere. And and some of the Muslim teachings that I was exposed to when I was doing this research are quite beautiful. And one of the religions that really caught my interest was Buddhism because of how much it focuses on nirvana which is the ending of all suffering Mm -hmm. it's a band too yes but it's the concept to end all suffering and which is quite poetic if you've ever listened to any of the lyrics of nirvana anyways but one of the reasons that i attached to buddhism so much is because i loved the idea of simply doing things to end suffering and not because of particular scriptures or commandments or things like that you
0: just said it what if that's the reason why she put it in here? Because we're trying to end that suffering. We had That's that a last good point. War, we had all of that and now we are You
1: know, that's an excellent back. point because I was talking to my husband the other day about why we think there are no religions in this in this mm-hmm. world and he said if there's been four world wars at this point, there are going to be people questioning what kind of a god would allow such yes. such um devastation and mm-hmm. it might have fluctuated out some of those more prominent religions because people were having
0: crisis of faith, which Mm -hmm. happens all the time. It's actually kind of shocking to see, to go through and look at the different numbers. I'd look up this for my political, uh, not my political science, my American pop culture class about how the effects of religion on the population now and the different numbers between all the different Um, generations. Well, for example,
1: the two most popular religions in the world in terms of how many people worship and follow are Muslim and Christianity.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We are in an Asian culture in this series right now. And in Asia overall, Muslim is the most popular and then Hinduism would be second. But currently, the political leadership of the country of China, which is where current Beijing is located, Mm -hmm. is... A communist party. Now, the communist party themselves are atheists. Yes. They have some regulations that allow for religion with very specific restrictions. Yes. But there is not a prominent religion there because of that belief that the belief but also the restrictions that are yes. placed there. You're not going to get an accurate number. Mm-hmm. You just won't. So, so statistically speaking, this is why I'm so interested that mm-hmm. the symbol of Buddhism has survived. She specifies as the cherry face of the Buddha himself. And in a sculpture, which is often how he is portrayed, sometimes mostly copper or gold. Yep. I prefer copper, but that's whatever. But it's just, it's one of those elements of the story that I think perhaps is easily overlooked, but really shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. It is something that we need to take into consideration. Perhaps be this particular form of religion or philosophy or or however you want to define it, perhaps it did survive because the world was going through so much suffering. We know that they're aware of the earth itself suffering because they've put a lot of effort into solar and energy.
0: Sustainability. Yes. Yes. And that's, I mean, I think that's... Spot on. Like I have nothing else to add. <laughs> I, know,
1: I know that was like a really long explanation for me, and I'm sorry that you had to listen to my voice that long. But I just, I was so intrigued, and I immediately started googling things like crazy because I was like, "Well, what is the main religion here, or, or, or in this country, or in this region?" Mm-hmm. And it it makes really is. It does. It makes you think about how this survived, but we have not even the phrase "Oh my God" is still relevant. So
0: it's yeah, my stars and stuff like yeah. that. So, to move on a little bit... Yeah, we got... That we, was long. That was a long one. But, I like how she's over there trying to get into this place, noticing all these statues and stuff. And, and, the, tr- and the trees and the
1: cherry blossoms, and oh, it's all beautiful blossoms. garden.
0: And boom, Prince Kai. I wrote, I wrote,
1: I wrote, well, good morning, Mr. Prince. Oh my god, I put, <laughs> of course...
0: Of course, he's there.
1: And then I also wrote, she is adorably awkward forever.
0: <laughs> yes, for real, though. That's true. I thought it was funny that we went back to the formal saying of her name. Lynn He, calls her, he called her Lynn May. Lynn May. Lynn May. Like, okay, back to formal, formality. Well, she never
1: did say, remember, she wanted to say it, but like, a, she. She couldn't muster the strength to say it. She started talking to herself afterwards. She's like, you can call me
0: sin. Yep, that was my quote. Durr. Yeah. I also underlined another glove. She's pulling her glove, making sure the prince doesn't see it. This is my homework assignment for you, if you choose to accept it. I want you to go
1: through... From the beginning to now. And just see how many times you see that word glove. Okay. Because I'm genuinely curious. It'll have to Your missions be. should you choose
0: to accept. I accept it. I'm just going
1: to have to do it after I read it. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying right this second. I was just saying. I'm I very, will do or it. Or someone else. Listeners, if you know how many times she references her glove, let me know. Yes. I'm very curious now. I definitely want to make a note of it every
0: time we see it. Yes. So, I also like how she finally gets it out. So my quote from a couple episodes ago where she's like, you can call me, and then the door's closed, Cinder, She finally gets it up. Yes. She finally gets it up, and I'm so excited. And she tells him, the prince, that you don't have to be so, stops. And in her head, diplomatic. Yeah. She should have just went with it. But, yes, I had to laugh at that. I laughed out loud. I was in the bathtub reading this and laughing. Well,
1: and we get a nice little, you know, just a little chit-chat between – the what? Two of them. It seems like a chit chat between old friends, just catching up, and yeah. oh, you can call me this, and oh, how how is this going? Yeah, I'm just the mechanic. I don't really know. You know, I like how she
0: refers to herself as just the mechanic, even though she knows she's something special. Well, I don't
1: think that she feels special yet, she and also special. she's sworn to secrecy. Oh yeah, but it's interesting to me because the the conversation flows so naturally and so easy between the two of them and they do not know each other
0: at all they they really don't so cinder is over there frowning they're having this chit-chat friend talk right and somebody tells kai oh them, not somebody or fatine
1: fatine is capable of human comfort apparently just not towards <laughs> cyborgs I forgot you hate fatine <laughs> I don't I don't like her use She's of the phrase like... I don't like her use of it's not at least it's not people, yes. on someone who has a metal foot. And that's yes. it. Six percent, he's still people. He's you're still. not. He can still feel. He, she's just, anyway. She's a No, I am not her bestie. We are not oh, no. close acquaintances. We will never be cherub friends. But, but I don't want to, I just don't want to say somebody. It is fatigue. It it's fatine. someone we have met it's before. It's
0: your fatigue.
1: Not mine. No, no. Yep,
0: That's yours now. Forevermore. <laughs> But I like how, at this moment, she doesn't know what's happening out there in the world.
1: And this is something I noticed in the last chapter, and I think I pointed it out, when you talked about she can hear the person above her walking around Mm -hmm. and listening to the news. That's when I was like, this is Marissa Meyer's way of telling us that the news broke to the world, that the emperor has passed away. And now Kai is like, you haven't seen the news. And she immediately pulls up the news in her ridiculously awesome brain. Yes. And I, in a matter of, I'm guessing, less than 30 seconds, it seems like, she mm-hmm. gets hit with the information that yes. the Emperor
0: has passed. The Emperor has passed. and This is when Cinder notices some things about Kai. Like the faint rim of red around his eyes. He has obviously been crying. Or at least has been... St- Awake all the whole night. Well, he
1: has to have been awake all night because Torin gave him. He and Torin talked about all of the things that he. They have to he prepare to. for the queen showing up. They have yes. to contact the presses. They yes. have to push forward the coronation. Yeah, he's. I assume he's going to have to alert the world leaders, not just of the loss of his father, father
0: but also of the emperor of his. No, the arrival of the Lunar Queen is oh, coming shit, to yeah, Earth. He has, obliga- he
1: has obligations to tell the other Earthen unions, or that. Na- like whatever they're referred to as,
0: that the, the Lunar Queen is coming to Earth. I think we should forevermore call her the Predator. She is the Predator. <laughs> the Predator is coming to Earth. The camp, Predator yes. is coming to Earth. He has
1: to alert the other world leaders.
0: At and- least send a comm. Yes, at least send a con. She showed
1: up at your- she's coming to your house with no consent or invitation. She's not afraid to go to somebody else's. I'm just saying.
0: (laughs) Mother-in-law. Bad mother-in-law. Yes. Stereotype. But she- yes. I like how she goes through into her her net link. We learn that his coronation is going to be scheduled at the same time as the Peace Festival. It's going to take place right before the ball.
1: See, and this is something that he would have had to have taken care of. They have to yes. alert people. They have to change. The way he's dressed? They have to alert. All sorts of stuff. They have to alert people because this is something that takes preparation. They need different staff members. They are going to need different diplomats. Certain people yep. need to be present at coronations that are not necessarily needed present at a ball. festivals. Yes. So, yeah, this. See, this is the kind of thing he would have been up all night
0: doing. He would have been up all night, and he's probably crying. Things will remind him of his dad, and he's just going to break down. Sorry, now I'm getting really emotional. No, it's an emotional chapter. It is. I also like that at the end of this page, it says, you can call me Kai. (laughs) Oh, we
1: skipped something, though. Did we? I wish my father's death were the worst of it. Oh,
0: yes. I should have underlined that. Yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't the
1: worst of it. It was not the worst of it. But he does say, You can call me Kai. Hey,
0: baby. (laughs) You can call me Kai.
1: You know, he says, No more of your highness. I get enough of that from everyone else. You should just call me Kai. I like
0: that. Don't
1: make me turn it into a royal command. Oh, flexing.
0: (laughs) He's flexing on her?
1: Again, this is his lack of decorum with her, because for whatever reason, he's just comfortable around her.
0: Which is nice.
1: And then he starts asking about the android, and she, she thinks he means Nancy, and she's like,
0: oh. I haven't touched her she's yet. She's been a little
1: distracted with she the loss has. of her sister and finding out she's immune, and, I mean, just, just there's a lot going on. Like there's we so said, it's been it. two days. And
0: it's been two whole days, and she's been dealing with sh- And no, he means the medroid
1: for, nope, for Dr. Erland. No, he means the medroid for Dr. Erlandt.
0: And she just makes up something off, off. The and board. she's
1: a horrible liar. She Doctor, is, good thing Dr. Erland is there to give her some credit. Oh. Oh, right. Um, it was, it had a dead wire between its opto sensor and control panel. You, uh, uh, you said something was worse? Okay, great deflection. Right. Because you're lying.
0: Sucks. Yep. Girl, you ain't had no practice.
1: Yes, something worse. Oof. And this is where I wrote down all of that. Has he even told other- Has he told anyone other than Torin yet that the Lunar Queen is coming? Military, police, other world leaders, the press, anyone. Because she scanned
0: the press and didn't see. He hasn't told the press yet that the Lunar Queen is about to come. Yeah. And just on here- Kevin but he to. tells
1: her. He he's does so something. comfortable around her. It's been two days and he's sharing, like, intel secrets. Yeah, like, he shouldn't be this way to... I really do think the the world leaders need to be notified before...
0: Before Cinder. Before the pretty mechanic. The pretty, yes. The pretty mechanic with smudges on her face.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay, so what does she say when she finds out that the Lunar Queen is coming? She says
0: the Lunar Queen is coming here? You can't be serious, which at first I thought was a joke. Yeah. But well. Beth Aene and I had a sidebar about how when you get news, you're kind of shocked. Yeah. You said it
1: better. When you idea. are sometimes when you are surprised by bad news, you have a reaction that does not reflect your words. Like when people hear something, go oh, shut up or yeah. when they hear bad news and they go, are you serious or really? Yeah. or I think it's more of a question out of the severity of it than mm. it is that she thinks he's joking. Yeah. Because also that's not something to joke about, especially can, after his dad died.
0: Once you explained it to me, it totally clicked. I like how the the poor guy hasn't been able to vent to anyone. And he is venting to Cinder about this. About how he has to do a bunch of things in the palace to get ready for the arrival of the Predator. I also
1: mentioned in my notes that he's like totally rolling his eyes here. It says, (laughs) The Lunar Queen informed us this morning that she is coming to the Commonwealth on a diplomatic mission. Supposedly. So I feel like he's rolling his eyes when he says supposedly. Ugh. I feel like it's like he's a, like supposedly.
0: It's a Ugh. yes, rolling yeah. eyes
1: works as well because he knows that that's not why she's coming there.
0: No, she's coming to be a yes, to so be a, a cougar exactly. <laughs> so, I I highlighted the little thing that he's talking about taking down every reflective search surface and cinder is like hey whoa reflective surfaces isn't that just a superstition nope no apparently not evidently not something about their glamour glamour. and it doesn't really matter we find out when she's coming down today today she's gonna be here Suit. Bitch is
1: showing up uninvited within twenty four hours. Like oh what god. A not even twenty four hours. He found out like this morning that his yes. father passed away. I she think. called him before he even had a chance to start crying about it. Yes. And she's like showing up later today just Ugh, gross. It's Cinder gets a
0: chill up her arm. She is like, so
1: disturbed every time they talk about the queen, the moon. The lunar, The lunars. She, she gets, is. like, a little chill
0: going up her spine, like you said. And when, I mean, let's backtrack to one of the previous chapters when she looks up at the moon. And she gets kind of a chill, like somebody's yeah. watching her. I think that's creepy. It is creepy.
1: And she then says, why would she come here now when we're in mourning? Because we're in mourning. <laughs> because we're in mourning. Ugh, it's because. And here we go. Here's his panic. Lowering his voice. Look, I really appreciate your helping with the medroids, and I'm sure that the best mechanic in the city has a million jobs to prioritize. But at the risk of sounding like a spoiled prince, could I ask that you move Nancy to the top of your list? I'm starting to get anxious about her back, and I, I think I could use the moral support of my childhood tutor right now. Beep, beep, beep. You know, the intensity in his eyes did not try to hide his true meaning. He wanted her to know he was lying. This had nothing to do with moral support or childhood <laughs> attachments. No, it doesn't. Again, it doesn't. what is what information is on this android? Also, calm the f*** down. <laughs> I realize that he has a lot going on and he's the prince and it's important. And we as the reader know that he wants it because of all the information of Celine, and the... You know, it's been pushed up on a timeline because his father is di- his father de- died. Yes. His father died. The queen is showing up on mm-hmm. earth. He really wants this information. He really wants to find Celine. But it's been two days. Give the girl a break. You, yeah, you know all of the mechanics at the palace could not fix this android. That's why you sought her out in the first place. Mm-hmm. And you think she was gonna have it figured out in a mere two days?
0: Um I can relate to him being the customer for people who I interacted with as a IT, not specialist. But I have IT worked in person. customer service most of my life.
1: Yeah, I understand impatient customers. My thing is just like he should have known that this would be a difficult case. He yeah. has the best mechanics in the world, according to him. Working at the palace, and they could not fix this android. He should have no having to seek her out in the first place. Should have told him that this was going to be a difficult task. Yes, I. Mm. Two days. I just two ugh. days.
0: Ugh.
1: Dude. What an impatient
0: customer! It
1: takes me two days sometimes to just fold the clean laundry. You guys, I
0: like. <laughs> just like, customer just, service here is terrible. <laughs> just give her, just give her a little bit more time. Yeah, I like how it's Cinder asks. What information could the android have that would be so important? And what did it have to do with the
1: Lunar Queen? Yes.
0: And then, of course, we walk right in to the doctor's office. (sighs) To Dr. Erland. I love the doctor. I like calling him the doctor. He's the doctor.
1: No, because it makes me think of Doctor Who, and he's not Doctor Who.
0: He's not Doctor Who, but he's our doctor in this. He's Dr. Erland. Also, I think Erland is a cool name. It is a cool name. I just stumble over it
1: sometimes. So we talked a few chapters back about why Dr. Erlon would want to keep it a secret, and Cinder's orange, orange light went off a bajillion times because of how much he was lying. It doesn't go off here. He means it when he says he wants to find a cure.
0: Find a cure, and he's going to tell him first. And Cinder has this horrible thought in her head. Oh. She du de- I don't see I didn't see it as horrible. Yes she I wrote
1: that too. It's not horrible. it's human, but she felt awful. She felt guilty for thinking
0: that peony was gonna be first
1: peony's next in line. Peony is now the first to get to the antidote. The only difference is that peony's all the way in the quarantines she and is. the emperor was right upstairs. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot longer to get that antidote to her
0: yeah i I also underlined that <laughs> they
1: call her pretty. I wrote in my notes has anyone ever said to her that she's pretty? I don't
0: think so. I don't think so either. Up to this up to this point in her life and that's very sad. I also don't think we use pretty enough. We don't. I call John pretty all the time though. I mostly get told I'm cute. You're adorable, though. Yeah, I don't really get
1: called, like, pretty or beautiful or anything. I mostly get told that I'm cute. I mean, my husband calls me beautiful all the time. But, like, I mostly get told by other people that I'm cute. I call you cute all the yeah. time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I am pretty adorable, so it's okay. This is why I was questioning whether or not anyone had even so much as given her a compliment. And? Cinder started at that simple, simple word, pretty. pretty. But neither <sighs> Kai nor Dr. Erlang looked at her. She just... There's bigger stuff going on here.
0: There is for them, but for her,
1: this is this is a big deal. It is. This is a big deal. And then we go from pretty to... I got some serious, like, Snape vibes. Oh, did you really? But, like, in a non-creepy way.
0: I felt... It spoke to me because this is how I want my um, library to look. I, I thought of
1: Snape because this is kind of how his... His potions um, yeah. room, not room, it's, his office is described as there's jars is. of random creatures and ingredients all around the room. But, well, of course, with him, it. it's meant to be creepy. Yes. I think in this, it's meant to, like she says, witch doctor, which I think is positive. It is. So, I think it's meant to imply his, his dedication to holistic healing. Yes. Not creepy. I just got those vibes from it.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, how it's described is creepy, but at the same time, I didn't feel it as creepy. I felt it more like, oh, so like how I want my life to be. This is the inside up. of your head. <laughs> yes, mine is filled with
1: mine is cotton candy and and unicorns and rainbows. And yours is dead plants. animals <laughs> and
0: skulls <laughs> and feathers yes. and a bunch of yes. I love that we get mentioned that he lies again, yet again. He's lying, always lying. Doctor, always lying, Doctor Arland over here. And he didn't lie about wanting to find a cure. He just lies he about, lies about
1: the the progress that they've made.
0: Mm-hmm. And that a touch of maintenance for one of the med droids. Um What else? See, This is where he talks. I don't like
1: the fact that his orange light went off earlier, but his orange light does not go off when he says this. My prince, you should know better than to ask after rumors like that. I hate to give you hope before I know anything concrete. But when I do have solid information, you will be the first to see the report. He doesn't have his orange light for that one. Because he really does want to find a cure. And he really does want to get that information to Kai. But he even slightly admits, I don't want to give you hope before I know anything concrete.
0: I think that's really nice. It is. Because he's not giving him false hope. He's because not. That can, that can crush you. He makes a little joke. He does make a little joke about Kai not having a desk. Cause he, cause
1: Kai is like, well then I expect a report on my day any on my desk any day now. He kind and he of goes,
0: That's going to be difficult, Your Highness, considering you do not
1: have a desk.
0: He doesn't have a desk. Oh. Okay. Nope. Bro, where am I supposed to send this report you want so bad? Yep. And Kai also grabs for her hand. But first, they have this really cute moment. I hope our
1: paths will cross again. Really? <laughs> In that case, <laughs> I guess I'll keep following you.
0: Like oh she, my God. What a
1: smooth line from her <laughs> when, like, last chapter, she was like, you can call me Sin, your <laughs> highness. And now, all of a sudden, she's like, ooh, I'll keep following you. Like, yeah, I guess. It's so. But then, yeah, he kisses her hand, her cyborg hand. And she wants it to be human. She does want it to be human. So he kisses her hand, he goes to leave, and then two seconds later he comes bursting through the door again because...
0: Oh, he wants a brief word with her. I wonder why. Oh, you knew he was going to ask her to the ball? I didn't know yet, but I'm like, ooh, he wants a quick word? I wonder why. Ooh. Is he gonna oh. ask her out
1: something like that? Because it's
0: I, mean, I it's didn't see I didn't see that coming.
1: I was I did not predict that he would ask her to the ball.
0: I was like, ooh, I wonder why he he wants to come back. Because it's that retelling the whole retelling of it. It's not the stereotypical retelling but it is but in
1: the in i have never read a version of cinderella where the prince invites her to the ball it's always where they happen to meet at the ball and he doesn't recognize her yes this one he's inviting her he's so blank. yeah i did not predict that at all
0: i was just like ooh, i wonder why i was very excited i didn't yeah. predict that he was getting it but i was very excited like ooh, and that's sarcastic that was very sarcastic that was, it, like, sounded it sounded super sarcastic, sarcastic. sarcastic that's why i was so but,
1: surprised i was like dang
0: girl I was very Um, excited about it. But she's
1: surprised, too. She basically has a
0: what? Excuse me? And this is the first time, correct me if I'm wrong, Bethany, that he asks her to the ball. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm so surprised. And
1: it's mostly, I assume, you're going to the ball. Because, he of course, he assumes everyone is going to the ball. Naturally. Not really. And it says... You know, she says no, and he's like, well, I am the prince, and she's like, I know, but she tells him she's not going, because, and she doesn't tell him this part, but because that's the knife that her and Aiko are going to try to escape.
0: I like how she just denies him.
1: Yep. I do. But then, I think it's really interesting, because she says to herself in her head, if he knew the truth, how mortified would he be if anyone found out? I'm not sure he would. He seems Quite smitten with the, the woman he met two days ago. He does the separate. young lady. I guess she's sixteen. I keep forgetting mm-hmm. how young
0: she is. Yes, she, he is very
1: smitten for
0: her. For yes. only knowing her for
1: two days, and not—I mean, this is like their third encounter. But remember how like attentive he was when he found her unconscious. Like, yes. it's they haven't had a lot of chances to to really make a connection, but they are. It's forming quickly,
0: forming quickly, but. She tells him, your highness. And yeah. she goes back to the formality. She goes back to the formality. And I, when I read it, the first and time I went through. And she
1: gets her, she is decorum even further. She says, thank you, your highness, but I must respectfully decline.
0: Mm-hmm. She gets her decorum up in, in there. Yeah. And when I read it the first time, yeah, I. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. He, he tells her, Lynn. What did I, how did I say it before? Lynn May? Lin May. Lynn May. Sorry. Lynn May. And she flinches at the return to formality. I underlined that, and I said, you started it. She and did. And I pointed it up to where she, she started She went back
1: it. from from Kai to your highness. Yep. So she did start it. I didn't notice that. Good call.
0: Yes. And at the very end of this chapter... I wrote, I wrote, poor, wounded, heartbroken Kai... Oh, he is he's like fine Lin May what I actually busted out laughing the second time this is my second time reading oh this is my third time reading the book I think. at the very end a special little little blurb oh uh, I, I think, think a special burn a is special what burn Doc
1: sends a big burn What a shame you
0: cannot blush Miss Lynn. I laughed out loud at that, because yep. I'm reading it, I'm reading it again, very slow, which is not typical of me reading these, reading books in general, slow, and I laughed out loud so hard Yeah, I started coughing, and I just had to laugh and at that it. And that is actually my quote for this chapter. I had to laugh. It's a good quote. I love I it. it. I love it. It's on my, like, lines of always What's picking the last. a shame you cannot blush, Miss <laughs> Lynn. Oh, my God. Boom, boom. drop
1: Mike. <laughs> right. um, so Becca's quote was also from Dr. Erland. That could be difficult, Your Highness, considering you do not have a desk. <laughs> after su- after two super bummer chapters I needed this tiny Erlond piece of there's no need to call me Sir Professor. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> um, Becca, I miss you. Yes. yes thank, thank good for you. Dr. Erland. this is what she wrote. Thank goodness for Dr. Erland, the not a pedophile. Oh my god. Uh, oh Becca, we miss you. Oh yes. So what me. was um what was your quote? I just love that. There's no need to call me Sir Professor. I didn't make that connection. <laughs> But that is hilarious.
0: (laughs) Mine was... It was the office of a witch doctor, as much as an acclaimed royal scientist. And I picked that because I'm a witch. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So that brings us to the
1: end of this chapter and the end of this episode. It does. Yeah. So I originally said that we did not have an Easter egg for this chapter. However... When Ashley and I were discussing things, I had to pause the recording because I noticed one. Yep. So, there is one Easter egg for this chapter. There
0: is. And the next chapter is going to be chapter 19. And I'm very excited about this chapter. I think this is my favorite chapter. In the whole book? I think so. Up Ooh. to this point, right now, I think Up to this 19. point, right? Okay. All right. Well, spoilers. Is my favorite. Spoilers.
1: So we'll have to wait and see why Ashley likes it so much. Um, in the meantime, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and send your submissions for Fan Art Friday um, and our
0: logo contest. Logo contest. Please definitely brr, send brr, brr, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Yes. If you enjoyed today's episode and you would like to help us out, Please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast. If you leave a comment on SoundCloud, like I've said before, I've done that, <laughs> or CastBox, we will read the review as well. You can also review us on Facebook or buy a shout-out on Instagram, and we will read those too. Is there a way to do a comment on our website as well? Yep. Okay. And there's way. a way to,
1: there's like a little contact button.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, yes, and that leads so us... So, leave me a review. So, here's the thing
1: about the reviews. One, it helps other people find our podcast, so we get um, more listeners that way, and then that builds our community. And two, I have decided that if we get to 30 reviews, I will set up set up the Patreon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love that I've idea. Been, I have been pushing off the Patreon because I just don't know if we're established enough that we would get enough participants. Mm-hmm. But if I've decided if we get to 30 reviews, I will set up the Patreon. So okay. tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell well, a friend of a friend friends. of a friend.
0: Tell all your friends about
1: it. And in the meantime, send questions, comments, or concerns, and I'll answer
0: those too. For sure. So see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.
1: The passages read for you today are from Cinder by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Ashley Leonard. Thank you for listening.